welcome to another edition of Dwarven Tavern Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Goins, and with me in the tavern today are... Lyric. Nice to meet ya. <laughs> and... Josh. And... Ian. Hey. Yeah. For hey, once in his I know, right? yeah. basement life. Well, I live down here and I don't even record. Well, it's a, it is the dungeon. You're... you're hanging from the wall so you're busy We're, we just so happen to have a microphone that we could set up next to him so no. he yeah. can hang from the wall freely and not worry ha- about yeah, the microphone it has to be really tall to actually get yes. up here yeah so Change. with that excitement out of the way <laughs> we have we have news for uh, all of our listeners uh, we are going to be at Gen Con this year Woo! from August uh, what is it the 15th through the 18th, 18th? yeah because and, it will uh, be on one of our Tavernier's birthday. That's right. That's right. One of the Tavernier's. Whose birthday? Lindsay. Oh. It's Tavernier Lindsay's birthday. Happy birthday. On the 18th. So we will be uh, we will be celebrating that. Hopefully she'll be there too. I knew it wasn't yours. So. Well, at least so. you know something. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good start. Um, we. Uh, I know. We, I know what's important. Yes, you do. And that that is true. So we are going to be. Um, we're going to be hanging out in Gen Con with, uh, with all of our old friends and hopefully a bunch of new ones. <laughs> Condenser Mike. Condenser Mike. Yes, you cannot avoid no, it hearing you. There's <laughs> a monster it's, it's, from the kitchen. Yeah, I'm plus sure. all of the other three mics that are well, sitting Yeah, totally. Table, table five picks up really well on that microphone. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking to people and getting the uh, the different opinions and getting some games, new games to review. We have actually have a game to review in this show. So, do you guys have anything that you would like to uh, announce or talk about? Well, actually, Josh and I have been working on the website for Dwarven Tavern. Um, you, yourself, actually, Dad, you have been <laughs> working. <laughs> what? I, I you, yourself, and myself. And and Jeff knows who he is, and he knows what he's been doing. So. You've been working on the website design. Josh and I have been working on a new feature to the website, which is the Dwarven Tavern uh, merchandise store. We have been uh, making funny t-shirts, and... <laughs> he said funny t-shirts. Huh? We've, been, we've been making t-shirts with comedy on it, and... Uh, other merchandise like cups and mugs and uh, posters, banners, whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, I have I have seen some of them, and there there are two things that I am going to get actually. I want a stein the, so the, bad. The, the mug, yeah, the big the big stein and the uh, the flask are two things. I'm, I actually want the the eighteen charisma for a half work T-shirt. That's the one I want. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the bag for school. And yeah, they have the, the I I really want the DTR messenger bag. Yes. That looks really cool. Once I get an that's, iPad, I'll get the cover too. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Or yeah, a Kindle cover. Or an iPhone cover. So uh, that's, that's, that's that's my announcement. That's it's, very cool. Anybody else? Anyone else have anything to, to uh, talk about? We are we are actually working on. A, I'm gonna turn that mic. We are actually working on a uh, on a on a new website for the Dwarven Tavern. Dorvin Tavern. <laughs> I said it like that. <laughs> but I'm getting, I'm in, well, we're in a tavern, so of course, you know, when you when you get into a place, you start picking up the accent of that place. And our barmaid, old Toothless, she's, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we do have, uh, we do actually have a couple of questions. We had a couple of emails that, uh, from a couple of fans, a couple of our uh, listeners, who wanted us to uh, talk about a few things. Uh, we have an email from Pete in Washington who said, How do you handle noobs, and what does it mean to be a good role player to your group? Anybody want to field that? How do you handle noobs? Noobs. I think I think what he's talking about is how do we handle new players or people. Uh, people yeah, people who, are, who are people who don't actually understand the basics of role play. Well, you're a very good uh, DM for new players. Why don't you go ahead and take the? Yeah. What do you What do you do when you have a when you have a, a, a newbie come in who doesn't have much experience role playing? Well, there's there's a lot of things you can do. Well, that, uh, being the DM, you can do anything you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, it really depends on where they lack experience. Mm-hmm. If they are, if they if they really like things to be really powerful, you can give them a taste of the power and then just completely remove it, so they understand what they're missing and why they needed it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Make them appreciate it, and it'll also add a lot of character building because the character and the player both have to figure out how to deal with the lack of power after they've had it. Hmm, that's a that's an interesting. And you can also take the exact opposite approach, make them you know struggle for the power. So the character has to get it, and they've earned it. Okay. Well, what if they what if they have? And that actually brings us to uh, to our second question: Is uh, what do players do to stay in character? This is from uh, Bill in Los Angeles. He emailed us earlier. Um, what do you do to to keep your players from from breaking that fourth wall? Well, I can I can take that one. No, of course. I have a lot of uh, characters who do like to break the fourth wall. They like to ask me certain things about what device I'm giving them. And I think that's more for the DM to take over because we played a campaign recently where I explained something happening to a, a certain character. It was a princess in the, uh, the room. She yeah. was chanting a spell and she was glowing and then everyone around her started to glow and those were including the players. And then after I was done explaining everything, I told them that I was breaking the fourth wall. I said, okay, breaking the fourth wall, you all get a plus two to this and that and blah, blah, blah. Right, yes. And then everyone was like, oh, okay. So they wrote it down, and then we went straight back into character. Um, as a player, if you want to stay in character, it's, um, it's really hard when the other players around you don't. But if you set an example and stay in character... Uh, a little more than everyone else, maybe you can lead by example. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, what I what I usually do as a dungeon master is uh, I'll just reach over and smack the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me with a mouthful of water. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> no, actually, uh, what I do as a dungeon master is uh, I give rewards. As you all know, I give rewards for, yes. for good role-playing. That's and, a good way to reinforce it. Yeah, and yeah. I and it and it is. It's more effective than than taking away because I, I played under a, a dungeon master once who um, actually penalized everybody ten thousand experience points. Dear God, because that's a little extreme. It was it was very extreme, and he held up a sign that said negative ten thousand experience points, and we're like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, he said none of you got this. This and it was a, it was a, it was a ship, that was it was built from, and on, the elemental plane of fire. And oh, I remember this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was from the elemental. Plane and he of, was like that bucket of water, and everyone was like, "It's a bucket." It's a, a it's a single, a bucket, single bucket. bucket. And you're trying to put out an entire warship. Yeah, and it's and it's made of fire. It's like made of. Fire is made of wood that is made of fire. <laughs> it was from <laughs> elemental plane of, of elemental fire. Plane of fire. So everything why on everything there is fire. It and like make it a multitude of water. Well, everyone made all their suggestions and he didn't like the way. Oh, so what happened was, was he was like, Okay, this is this is my what? Nothing. <laughs> Continue. He, was like, he was like, what? He's like, this is my explanation of how this should be done. All of your guys' stuff is completely inadequate. Right. And he and he wasn't, yeah. So he he didn't um, he didn't like our ideas. And, and that's really kind of beside the point. What, what the point is, is that he he penalized everybody for uh, for something that, you know, we didn't agree with instead of rewarding us for not dragging him out into the parking lot and beating him to death with tire irons, <laughs> which was what I was ready to do by the time. I, you know, had... And I'm really, I'm really not a violent guy to all oh, my sure. listeners. I'm not. Yeah, totally. He's a big teddy bear yeah. with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I like to reward my players for good role playing. When they do something good, I'll give them, you know, 25, 50, 100, whatever, you know right there on the spot for for role-playing well um and i know that um 
Back to the first question. The second part of the first question is, what does it mean to be a good role player to your group? So. Besides everything? What does it mean? Well, don't well, overdo it, because overdoing it is just as bad as underdoing it. Right. Um, yeah. There's a strict medium that you have to find. And it's it's kind of a touchy-feely area where you have to actually smooth into what's acceptable and what's not Yeah. as a good role player. Like, you don't want to be acting as your character even if you're not in the <laughs> campaign. Yeah. Like, you don't want to yeah. be like, I'm a barbarian, I'm going to kill everybody, and you're standing and there while everyone else is getting you're pizza, just, like, arr, 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 arr. <laughs> you're, you're standing there and you, and you, you, you reach, reach and grab a handful of chips out of somebody else's plate and push somebody next yeah, to you over. You're, you're not going to get any that's, favor that's from going, that. That's going, well, unless, unless everybody's doing it, then it's probably going to be hilarious. If, if everybody's doing it, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're the only one that's doing it, then you're overdoing your Especially If everyone's doing it, you're in college. Especially if you've got like three or four barbarian characters all in the same campaign, yeah. all acting like barbarians for the entire time they're at your house. I actually, I did, that would be hilarious. I did play in a group where a friend of mine. Uh, it was it was a college setting, and a friend of mine invited me to come down to the campus to play with them. And uh, he and a friend of his, I brought my character Gazaron, and uh, he and a friend of his were playing uh, a pair of swashbuckling corsairs. Awesome. And they, he actually did a, a flip over the table to get over to the chips. <laughs> you know, he was like, uh, well, I don't even remember what his name was. He was like, so, uh, go and fetch the chips. And he's like, I shall. And he did He did, did the handstand on the table and went, whoop, over. <laughs> oh, my God. Greatest thing ever. Incredibly awesome. I think, I think that's, those are good examples of how to make it into a joke. Right. But when yeah. people are completely serious about Actually, it, then it's kind of. I do have a really good example of just, like, over role playing. I can't remember his name, but we had a we had an all guys campaign. I think we've mentioned this before. Yeah, we, we may have. Yeah. He was playing a monk, if I remember correctly, and when we were talking to each other, just as people, like completely out of game, he just sat there with his arms crossed, and we're like, "Why are you saying anything?" He's like, "Cause I'm a monk." He's like, "We're not role playing right now." <laughs> <laughs> and he just didn't stop, and it got really aggravating after a while because we couldn't get any input. Yeah. Right. The. Uh... What so, was, can you repeat the well, question? What does it mean to be a good role player? Do you agree? And and I think I think you guys have just described it uh, to a T, and that's that's a balance. Yeah. You, you have to you have to because a lot of people a lot of people and this is what caused D and D and role playing so much trouble in the in the dim and distant past uh, was that people were taking it too far. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The movie Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks. Oh, God was that was just it was just pitiful do not mention that in the present <laughs> yeah yeah and visiting the great hall etc oh god and even the dungeons and dragons movies yeah anyway when you take it too far you don't distinguish between you know reality and fantasy it gets out of hand and you know people people can get hurt or at least get annoying which around me that usually gets them hurt. But well, we're mostly, I'm not a violent guy. I'm really, really not a violent. We're guy. mostly talking about how to overdo it. Well, there's you can also underdo it, very, which is more and, often and, than not what happens. That, is, that yeah. is easy to do. It's easy to underdo it. Like uh, you, when you, like when you're asking the dungeon master. Oh, so what do you want me to do? It's like, what does your character do? Well, I think maybe I should do this, but I don't know. What what should I do? That's that's one of the th that's one of my biggest pet peeves in the game is so uh, many of my friends um, have done that, and I, I've had I've had some you know really experienced players, really experienced players. Ian is a good example of how to role play because he... I thought you were going to say I'm a good example of a bad example. No, no, no. example of what? It means to suck. No, when you, when you get into a character, you... Uh, and Josh does this too. You roll the dice to see what your character is oh, going to yeah. decide. You ask the character himself or herself what they would do in the situation. The dice, the dice don't lie. And, and you roll, and if it's high or low, that character <clears> does <throat> it or does not do it. A, even if that differs from what you're expecting the character to say. Like, when right. yeah. Josh's character, Niven, when he mentally destroyed that guard, 
that was yeah. that was a perfect example because I was not expecting that from Josh, but that wasn't Josh. Right. That was Niven. It was Niven, and he was role playing Niven as Niven. And yeah, and that was that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a tip that I guess we can bestow upon our listeners is that if you are unsure how to make yourself a better role player, is uh, ask your character. Would you do this? Roll the dice, and just depending on the roll, is there yes or no? Right. And also, it, and it's uh, usually a percentile dice. Yeah. One thing you should practically never do is constantly change out your dice for your characters because the dice will act differently for the character. Yeah, almost every as, time. As odd as that sounds, it's really yeah, true. It's, I'm it's sure just all of the, something that I'm happens. Sure yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain everyone, everyone gets what I'm talking about. You know what you, we're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, this guy uses the blue set, we can't play. It's like, why? I don't have my blue set. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll just get, like, get a different one. Savelle has some magenta dice, and yeah. Niven has... What does Niven have? What is What color dice does Niven have? What's the word when they're uh, clear? Like marbled or clear? Like transparent? They're transparent. Are they uh, opaque? No, that's just transparent. Opaque yeah, is, uh, is the opposite of... <laughs> transparent uh, green dice. Yeah, I so pretty much know. use them for... It's like, like old you can't. You just yeah. can't play that character. But it's like uh, old... I know from experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried to play... and It wasn't Niven, it was Cillian. Uh, and I didn't have his dice. I left him at my apartment. And I had my dice bag, but I had the wrong dice, and everything I did was just bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything was rolled. Yeah, just like I tried to use fumble, uh, fumble, fumble, four, three, <laughs> fumble. I tried to use uh, carousel dice, the ones yeah. that look like cotton candy. Yeah. With polka dots, and I tried to use those for Savelle, and she's a warrior. <laughs> she just demolished and everything. That's awesome. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, that's, you know, BS or whatever, but you can't argue with the actual numbers that appear in front of you. Yeah, yeah. it's a, and, like a, and, a great example of that would be in Scavrius. Still, Silvanorio. Scavrius Vasilvanorio. Yes. He had He's a very specific. My, yeah. He's a wood elf. You should, you should actually explain him. He's a well, very good character. He, uh, in Scavrius, is a wood elf, and he's an archer, somewhat of a. I don't know. He, he's he's kind of like a sidekick type, but he's too awesome. But he turned out to be far more awesome than I thought he was. Like I mean, every single his... time he introduces himself is just awesome. Scavrius Facilio on the top of a cliff with the sunshine and birds flying overhead, <laughs> and he is he's a hysterical archer. He's like what third level right now. He's actually I think he's fifth level. Fifth he's level. He's such a good archer. Did you guys game when I wasn't here or something? No. No, <laughs> no, he leveled no. up the last time we played. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. But uh, he's got, I think, like two feats that are like they're just okay. But in Scavrius makes them awesome. No, yeah, they're little he's elf got feats. Little, little tiny, little, 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 little tiny. Feats. Really? He's, yes. <laughs> he he made, he went there, but um, in Scavrius's dice are terrible in some situations. Sometimes he's like three. Four, five, 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 five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he rolled uh, five like six times in a row and no one understood why. But we kept the set. And then when he had to do something important, he just when nat he, 20, nat it, 20, nat 20. I remember when he, uh, when uh, Escavrius and Josh's paladin that I can never remember the name of. Alderus. Alderus. When they saved the, the dragon's child, uh, who's in the shape of a little girl, when they say that, I remember you guys role-playing. That was freaking amazing, because the Scabrius was like, ah, ah, oh my god, it's giant dragons! <laughs> <laughs> and Altrotus was like, Altrotus? No. No. Um, Alderus. Alderus! I, I keep getting the two names mixed up. <laughs> no. But Alderus was just like, we must slay it, because he's a paladin. And it was just, it was perfect. It was yeah, perfect. Yeah, it was. It was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> it was good role-playing. But, uh, yeah. But the dice, the dice don't lie, and for whatever reason. And, plus, okay, I have another piece of little uh, anecdotal evidence here. We were, uh, I was giving a uh, seminar at Gen Con uh, on how to introduce music and orchestration, not just music. One of the most but, important things ever. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, to definitely. introduce totally. orchestration into your uh, campaign 
and I was talking to people and some of the, uh, I think Wizards and a couple other really wonderful companies gave me some stuff to give away at my seminars. And when I was finished, uh, I was going to have somebody, you know, everybody's going to roll the die, the 20-sided die, and, and whoever got the highest number got something. And we, we did that for everybody present, so everybody got something. But it was just a matter of rolling the dice is what it was. Everybody wanted to roll the dice so they could feel like winners. So the first person got their pick. And I had enough of everything for everybody, so it didn't matter, you know. It was just it was just a lot of fun. And I had my, my sterling silver set of dice yeah. that I got from Crystal Cast. Um, who and I think they're still I think there's I hope they're still around. They're no, really really nice guys. Yeah. yeah, they've got some yeah, it's uh, like, they've got some super dice. We may have got them to review how good they actually were and probably my favorite set I have. Your steels. The stainless steel. Stainless steel dice. It's like, I may have gotten them because of, you know, my position, but I would totally go back and buy like five or six sets just to have more of them. (laughs) Well, you Just to have a small bag of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might be able to do that this time. Yeah, very, very good dice. We were rolling these silver dice, uh, or this, it was a silver 20, and uh, the high roller won. And, you know, a couple people died. And this one, this one guy who had a unibrow, he was joking about how the die burned him because everybody made fun of him because he had a unibrow. I mean, you know, the... the right, what yeah. Is, what, what is the, the unibrow a sign of? It is a sign. It is a, an old English way to discern a person is a werewolf. Right. And he was like, oh, it's silver. I can't touch it. And he was the last. He was the last guy out because the die, the die rolled ones and twos for him. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really actually starting to think. <laughs> and, and everybody else was doing fine. They were rolling seventeens, fifteens, tens. He was rolling ones, twos. He didn't roll over a three the entire time. And there's like fifty people there. And so that means that he went through fifty rounds of this and didn't roll over a four the entire time. And, and I'm like, dude, I, I really hate to bring this up, but I think you might actually be a werewolf. <laughs> because this, my, my silver dice do not like you. And he's like, I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be ashamed of. They have treatments. There's a shampoo you, you can get. They, it's okay. You, it, you just shop at PetSmart. And you'll be you, can, you can control the urges, trust me. Yeah. Been yeah. there, done that. So, yeah, but the, the dice the dice don't lie, and it's it's really an interesting phenomenon. I don't even know how we got on this subject, but it's a, it's a very it's, cool it's one. A, it's role-playing. It, role-playing. Oh, that's right, because we were talking about uh, percentile dice. Yes. To dis- discern what your character can do or will do. So you... You you roll now. Your your technique is just pure random. You roll a percent. I, I take the percentile dice. I roll them on the character. If you don't roll it on the character, it it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You roll on the character, and that's the percent that they will or will not do it. Right. You roll under that. You know, getting in the percentage, and that is the yes, pretty much. Right. And sometimes I have rolled like it would be obvious for the character to do this, mm-hmm. and they just no. Absolutely refuse. Okay, so do you ever? Uh, and uh, one thing that I, I do sometimes on occasion is to uh, I will take and say, well, there's a there's a twenty percent chance, there, there's a slight chance to a medium chance to a good chance something's going to happen, and I'll just assign a number to only have to roll once, which is you know that's pretty easy to do. It's like uh, he's got a pretty good chance to do it seventy. If I roll under seventy five, then he'll do it, or whatever. And uh, so that's. That's another technique that I use for pure, for pure random, or or a little less than pure random, because not everything is purely random. It's like, well, you know, I'm gonna try and, uh, I don't know, try and convince this guy to do something for me that he doesn't really want to do. Well, if he doesn't really want to do it, then that means the odds are against you. So you roll it, and if if the odds are against you, then there's probably a 30 or 40 percent chance, maybe lower, less. And there you have it. So, so uh, we are going to take a short break, and when we return, we will do the Flux board game review. We will do the Flux board game review, and uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. This is Dwarven Tavern Radio.
I didn't actually get to play this game uh, this time. How sad. Well, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I'll put it that way. Of course. I, I intend to play it because I love, I love Looney Labs and all oh, those. It's, it's so fun. The very cool it's thing. So, so, so you guys take it away. What What is the game? What's it about? How <sighs> fun was it? You take um, this. I will read, uh, or Josh will read the uh, small uh, excerpt of what, like, a... What's it called? Uh, <laughs> I can't stop that. Once we, once we get his limits back in. Uh, will you please read a, the, the yeah, s- yeah, description? I got you, I got you, I got you. Well, the Flux board game is pretty similar to the rest of them. The rest of the card games. You got the same card types, actions, rules, goals, all that good stuff. Pretty much the only thing that changes is uh, you have board pieces you have to move around. But basically, it's a game about change that changes as you play it. It's never the same game twice. Just about everything in this game is in flux, obviously, because that's the name of it. The number of cards you draw and play each turn, how many times you move your pieces, even the arrangement of the game board, which you can pick up and move, depending on the rules. Uh, You win by, uh, you win like you win all the other uh, Ozflex games, you follow the goal cards, but not that, yeah. now that you got pieces, your objective is to uh, move your pawn over to the uh, goal card and try not to get knocked out of the way by the other players. Okay. It was really fun. It's a game that says it says that it lasts like 20 to 40 minutes, but every mm-hmm. time we played, it was like five to eight minutes tops. Really? Because we were just... The only reason that it was taking so long is because we were having conversations <laughs> in the Trying to read all the cards. Like, what does this say? <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, oh, I know what the cookies does. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> so, um, it's it's a really fast game. Really, really fast. Um, and At least it's, for it's us. Not, it's, it's not uh, fast in a bad way. Like, you, you don't get overwhelmed at all. You're just like... All of a sudden, someone won. Like, oh wait, where'd that come from? <laughs> well, I, I overheard you guys playing. You're like, this this game was was really fast. I'm sure we're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. we didn't we didn't use the ability to move the board pieces very often because we could just get to where we wanted to in one turn. I'm not really sure if that was supposed to be, but well, you you read the rules. Thoroughly, right? I yeah. think it would have been uh, a, a little. It would have taken. It would have more complexity to it is if the goal cards had more than two. If yeah. there if there were three. If you had to get all three, it would be pretty hard. But I think it would probably be more fun. No, I, I don't think that it's not fun as is. I'm thinking that it would just well, yeah, add, it's like an added. Friggin' bonus. awesome! We spent like two hours spending <laughs> eight minute games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah, it was High it was really fun. Um, it was after we read through all the cards and played once or twice. It was really easy to understand, and after we got the hang of it, it was it would just be like boom, boom, boom with how we played. Um, what do you got there? 
Um, I actually got probably my favorite part of this game. It's the the uh, little uh, pegboard. This thing is amazing. Alt. <laughs> my... let, me, let me see. Let me see. Here you go. Okay. So what I'm what I'm holding here, it's a little pegboard. It's got. Uh, it has draw and then four holes for one, two, three, and four. It's got play with four holes, move with four holes, hand with a, a red mark through it like, you know, Ghostbusters, and one, two, and three, or three, two, and one. And, and then uh, it's rotate, uproot, and wrap around. Yeah, okay, th these things are freaking awesome. Okay, how it was in Cthulhu Flux is you didn't have, everyone just kind of had to know, and you had to have a little stack of cards saying... What, what the, the rules, rules were. were. Right. This one, you get these little tiny pegs, and it actually you just put them in each one of those. Mm -hmm. That was super and helpful. God, wow. it was helpful. Because awesome. thinking you just like okay, because it actually says here on the instructions how to play, it's got the turn sequence. You got the draw, play, move, and then discard. Mm -hmm. So you follow that exactly. So it's like okay, it is draw. How many do I draw? I draw two. So you draw two. It's like okay, then I have to play three because it says three on the board. That's cool. That's and cool. It, of course, being flux, everything can change. Well, you could right. also, if you had a, a move of four and then a draw, you could actually move before you drew a card. And I don't know if you're allowed to. That's what you told me to do. That's what I did. I don't know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that it says well, that you can mix change. up the order. <laughs> the rules change. Yeah. So no, I'm, no I'm pretty knows. sure that it says that. That you can change it as you please. There we go. In you flux, can... no one can hear you. <laughs> it says right here. Note that you can you can play cards and make moves in any order. Yeah, see? Including alternating between... Oh, God. Yeah, Everything can change. Yeah, that's yeah. how you got, I, like, I three that. gold cards in one movie. I only got two. I almost got the third one. But I, you bumped me out of the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. The, I think the only I, problem with this is that... It's only four players. Yeah. You can I'd, only have four I would players. love it if it was like a three by three. and No, not a three by three, like a, a six by six instead of a three by three. Yeah. Having a massive play board with like five or six, maybe ten players all at once, having it that cover the be... entire board, it would be amazing. Flux, do that. You said okay. something. That would be awesome. No, you said something about the portals. Oh, the, the little portals. Um, I didn't see you guys even notice them. I didn't. I have no yeah, idea it, what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you read the instructions, Larry. I did. I read most of them. But there's a <laughs> the there, there's a little portal. It's got a. It kind of looks like a square version of a Stargate. I read all the rules a little. <laughs> I read all I of read them. I read the ones I counted. Okay. We, we read the ones that told you how to win the game. <laughs> But, Which is uh, all of them twice. Also, something I really like, you have to get more than one goal. You can't just goal and then win. You okay. can't just win the game immediately. You have to get separate goals. Because if you had needed one, this game would be way too fast. You could also uh, you can also change how many goals is necessary, and that's yes. something that I did like three times. Yeah, she put it up to like what five. Yes, <laughs> and oh, you can wow. you kept me from winning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the audience can't hear my glare, but <laughs> that's the glare. That's a glare sound effect. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you were saying about the portals. Uh, oh yeah, the portals. It does not take you. You move on to the little portal pieces, just like all of the other ones. Okay, actually, let me explain the board. The board is made up of, what, nine? Nine little squares mm -hmm. that each one of them can actually be moved if you have it enabled on the little pegboard. Because you can actually, it's got uh, three of them. It's got uh, rotate, uproot, and wrap. To okay. rotate is you know, obvious, you turn them. And uprooting, I'm not entirely sure. Let uprooting me, let me... is you can, you move uh, one square from one side and you put it on the other corner and then just move all the squares over. Okay, because it's kind of like... Um, like stacking, and then... Uh, like an old typewriter. Yeah, okay, basically. Okay, that makes sense. That's a weird way to explain it, but... <laughs> well, um, it makes sense. It didn't make sense for me. I wonder how many of the audience got that. But, um, and then there's the wraparound, which... That would have been useful. You can actually move your pieces all the way around the board. You can walk off the edge and appear on the other side, which... I could have won so many times. <laughs> oh. New strategy. There are also, yeah. on these nine tiles, there are, the middle one is a start, and it has four arrows, and yes. then uh, each of these nine tiles has four pictures on them. And uh, three of those pictures are pictures on gold cards, and the fourth picture is the uh, oct octagon. Yeah, the octagon is cool, because, okay, no square can have more than one piece on it except the octagon and the start. 
the octagon has an unlimited number just like the start, but I don't think, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you can't actually go back onto the start, so you can only work around on the outside of the board. You okay. only can go back to the start if someone bumps you back to it. Yeah, which happened to me all the time. I could have just walked off the side and been fine. <laughs> but, huh, I won with this chocolate right here. This one has a <laughs> rocket, chocolate, and a dude, and an octagon. That's flux for you. Okay. <laughs> I actually won, I think, twice with chocolate chip cookies. So, greatest you win is win. the greatest yeah, win chocolate ever. Chocolate chip cookies is a win-win. It really does have you know, some of the greatest the wins. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk and chocolate. I don't want the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, you did, but you won with the chocolate milk. I had chocolate chip milk, chocolate chip milk. <laughs> chocolate chip milk, cookies, milk. chocolate milk. I had something else in there, but... Uh, <laughs> He's going to weigh 4,000 pounds. Um, <laughs> also, they have, if I remember correctly, they have four different colors, which... It's it's re it's really interesting because they they have three pieces. Each person can have three pieces, up to four players, obviously. And they have these little card colors, which is awesome because you can actually switch. And I also won like that. You can switch which color all the players are. Yeah, we didn't use cool. that the first time because we didn't yeah know we how didn't to use we it. didn't actually know that those cards were in there, and we stumbled upon. I drew a, a yellow, and I was like. Were we supposed to have these out? <laughs> and then Ian drew uh, the color switch, oh. and we had to rotate our cards once, and then yeah. my little blue dudes. Lyric was Ian's. literally one, she was one piece. We were on movement three, mm -hmm. and she was one away from getting this goal card. And so I switched the colors, so I was her. And you can switch it clockwise or counterclockwise. So I switched to her color, and I got the goal with my move. And he won. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. Just pretty much so far, like, I've only played Cthulhu Flux, which I am ashamed to have only played one, but... Really? You only played one Flux game? Yeah, I've only played Cthulhu Flux. What? What? We have other Flux games. We, we have Oz Flux. Oz Flux. And we need them Flux. all. We have the Pyramid games. And we need every one of them. Yes, we do. And uh, I visited a gaming store where they have all of them. They had Zombie Flux, Pirate Flux, and others that I had never heard of before. And oh, I was so tempted to just blow all of my money. Yeah, well, well Flux, Flux is worth it. It's amazing. It's just fun to play, and it's a great time waster. That's awesome. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, It's just awesome in general yeah yeah because you can you got the the board everywhere the board can move you can move the board it's like normally you when you're playing a board game with rules that change which i don't really know any of them very many of those but when you're playing a game that the rules change randomly right you can just you can change it up to how you want but then the next person who plays still has to deal with those rules in flux they can change them back or in a different direction and they can actually change the board on you. So if you're one piece away from moving, they can literally take that away from... They can take the board away from you. <laughs> Which I think wow. is an incredible amount of fun, because I love I love that level of strategy. That's really cool. Because the colors of the players can change. The amount of cards they can have changes. The amount they can play changes. The amount they the pieces can move changes. What... Where the pieces are can change. Wow. The, the amount of cards they have in their hand. Can well, the amount of cards they have in their hand can change, and the direction of the board can change. So it's like you're, you're trying to. It's like you're playing. Yeah, it's like you're really running cool. around on a giant Rubik's cube, trying to <laughs> trying to match the colors up with your well, face. While someone's trying to <laughs> manipulate <laughs> it back exactly. into place. Wow. Yeah, that is so fun. It, it is. It is really fun. We'll have to probably okay. have to play it after this. Yeah, you, it, it is, sounds like is, you're getting geared up to. I really. <laughs> I really enjoy the Flux games. Yeah. It, it's a personal favorite for me. That's cool. I actually really enjoy kind of all board games, like Go. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah, well, so, you're, you're a natural at Go. So Danka. do you have any, like, specific questions about the Flux game? Well, I I think you guys have uh, you've done a, a really good job of uh, describing it. It's, it's trying to make sure there's nothing the, I missed. It's based on the card game. Right. I think so. Yeah. And, and now it's and being now it's ported to iPhones and iPads and everything else. You can get it in the iStore. What Flux? really? Really? Oh, what? That's, that's cool. Are you serious? iFlux. I'm definitely getting that. Droid Flux. That's awesome. Well, um, I, do you I have had to an, add something to it? Flux. Do you need. have a, a, the ISBN number for it that you can yes, read for the readers? Yeah. Let's, let's get the. Uh, Where would I find that? That it's would on be the box on the. Uh, it would be on the. Uh, for the readers. For the listeners, I mean. The readers are readers. People who are reading our radio show. 
okay, so as I get this, uh, as I get this ISBN number out, what do you guys rate it from one to four axes? Oh, oh man. I'd... We need a larger scale. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say the closest, maybe maybe a total of four. I mean, I, I it's not perfect because the rules were kind of complicated at first and they were a little yeah. bit hard to understand. Well, all the all the flux games that I've noticed, it's it's uh, it, it it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a learning curve. It doesn't yeah. have a very high learning curve. Yeah. You don't have to learn very much. You just have to learn it all at once. Yeah. Because if you don't know all of it, then there's things you could be missing. Right. right. But um, there are things that I could include that are better, uh, like more players, a wider game yeah. spread, more maybe um, higher goal cards, like having more than one or more than two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. All of my suggestions are, uh, they're not that they're doing something wrong. It's that some, they could do more to yeah. it. Yeah, I, there, it doesn't feel like there's anything wrong with the game. No, it's fine, all on its own. It's incredibly fun. I just want more of it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I, I, it's hard to rate something well, that you feel like is lacking, but you don't know if, it's, if the game itself is lacking or if you just want more out of it. That's a good complaint, I think. Well, I think... Giving that as is, I would have to say a four out of four, four because of this four. is probably the best flux claim. Glame? Glame? Flux? Flux? You'll get it. The board game, Flux, is the best flux game I have played. Very well, very well, very well. Very well. Very well. Very well. You know, I think I'm probably going to have to agree with that. Flux is one of the best. I think. For its genre of game, it being, you know, like, just happy-go-lucky awesomeness, I think it probably just it just takes the cake and of hilarity and just making people hate you at the same time. <laughs> well, it was, it's weird because we it put us at ends, but at the same time we're like, oh, darn yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't like, dude, you oh, just won. I now hate you. I'm going to murder you in your sleep now. <laughs> this game is like, oh, you won. My turn. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So how many how many axes are you giving it? Hmm. I don't want to give it maximum because there are a few things I had trouble with, but that may yeah. just be me and not the game. Okay. So you can break it up into. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Three point seven nine stars. <laughs> <laughs> stars. Stars. Axes. 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 I guess I'll give it a 3.8 out of 4. 3.8 out of 4, okay. Because yeah. it's it's almost perfect. It's almost but the, the best. But the, the limited number of players. The, the limited number of players. Yeah. My, my, I, I think that's almost it, actually. My rating still stands at 4. 4, four out of yeah. 4. For a 4-player game, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Josh, what do you think? Uh, there's nothing else I can say. <laughs> Like you, like you remote. <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many axes are you gonna bestow? Four out of four. Four out of four. Okay, well, that is awesome. Um, I can't wait to play it myself, and I'm I'm really sorry that I was busy doing other things mm-hmm. at the time. This was being played, you're never but... busy enough to not play Flux. That, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, this is Flux the board game, and it can be found at LooneyLabs.com. Uh, the SKU number is LOO-055. It is $30 MSRP, L-I-B, M-R-P. It's worth it. Um, it's two to four players. It says 20 to 40 minutes of play time, but... It may take it, a lot shorter. It may yeah. not take as long. Also, as depending much. on tactical, your players um, are. Right. And... Right, yeah. If they, if I they can see that start. if you're playing with younger kids, it would take longer. Yeah. But. Oh, man, this is probably great with children. And yeah, I bet it would be. Yeah, I bet it would be. Um, and so the uh, the ISBN number is eight five seven eight four eight zero zero four zero two four, and that is Flux from our wonderful friends at Looney Labs. I highly recommend you go out and buy six or seven of these games each. <laughs> Uh, One just of to each. just well, no, each of each games by five bought, copies. Of if each you game. bought multiple copies of this game, could you just add the board together? <clears throat> you maybe, maybe. They have twelve game titles. They've sold over a million units. Uh, they have games that are from two to six players. 
what else? Gameplay in 50 to 20 minutes. These are all the card, the Flux Cards games. Um, and they have licensing from Back to the Future and Monty Python, which Monty Python Flux. No, they do is, have that. I saw yeah, it. Oh, yeah. That would be so yeah. fun. Yeah, I think. I think, we we'll I think that if you actually go into Gaming Stores, they have a, uh, a special card that you can get with it that's on display at the Gaming Stores. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, uh, that uh, Flux, uh, the board game, is a, is a huge axe up. Maybe even a battle cry. I don't know. And uh, we've we've it's on the average of about what four point nine axes for those of us who have played it. Yeah, which is wonderful. So we are going to take another short break, and when we come back, we're going to mention a little project that I was involved in that I think you'll all be interested in hearing about. So we'll be right back. This is Dwarven Tavern Radio, and we're back. And that song that you just heard was called Smoke and Mirrors, and uh, that, is a, uh, uh, that is a work of mine. I I'm, was commissioned to do this work for a, uh, for a movie. It's a short film that's, uh, that's coming out by uh, uh, producer and writer Sandy Slavin, who is a, a wonderful human being. Lyric, uh, that other voice you heard on there was lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, it was it was a really interesting thing uh, when I first wrote it because we really didn't know where to go with it or what to do with it, and then it all just kind of uh, it all just kind of gelled. And then Lyric brought her amazing I don't know I don't know what would you call that voice I mean that it was my six year old little boy <laughs> six year old voice. boy voice uh huh okay there was, was there was no I don't sound like an adult woman at all when I your, sing that song your David Copperfield <laughs> voice but it, I I thought it was it was perfect for the for the thing uh for the for the tune itself I mean it, it fit obviously since it uh, it sounded so well and and uh, the filmmakers loved it so much. Uh, but uh, Smoke and Mirrors can be found online. If you go on Facebook and do a search for Smoke and Mirrors, you will see... Uh, I think it's Smoke and Mirrors, the film. The film, okay. Smoke and Mirrors, the film. But um, it is it is widely uh, being uh, advertised on Facebook, I think, mostly. And uh, if you do a, a, a search for Jeff Goins and Smoke and Mirrors on YouTube, you will find this... Uh, it's it's just the song with uh, a little logo that I made for Smoke and Mirrors. It's and you can listen to it. You can listen to it as much as you want without listening to us jabber around it. Yeah, jabber around it. Yeah. And <laughs> play it on your playlist for as long as you want. Yeah, it's all yeah, yours. That's, that's it's all yours, and uh, it's it's a pleasure to bring music to people. Um, if you want to send me millions of dollars, I will certainly <laughs> accept it. But uh, this is for me. It's a labor of love, and and I'm not doing it for the fame or the fortune. Um, which is an absolute lie. I would love <laughs> to be famous and fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, but um, but that's not why I'm doing it. I, I, I do music for the for the love of music. Are you taking requests for everybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, fortune, at least, there is uh, Axehead Studios and VDQ Music on iTunes and other... That's right. Uh, like, what is it, Radio Baby? Or CD Baby. CD Baby. CD and there, Baby. There are tons of websites where you can find uh, yeah. his music. Yeah, I have uh, I have a CD on uh, on iTunes. Actually, I just uh, somebody just emailed me and told me they bought a copy of uh, my meditation music, which is a CD called Audio Stereograms. And then uh, another one was in a group that I was in called Vic Daniels Quartet, and those were both available on iTunes. So uh, please feel free to go and buy. A bunch of those <laughs> each i have also heard one that for you... each flux game that you buy you could buy <laughs> one of my cds i've also heard that xset studios might be coming out with a new cd it is it is starting to look that way yeah 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 um, and a lot of solos that you're putting into one mm -hmm. conjunction yeah into into the the, the grand conjunction <laughs> All the Skeksis will go back into the Mystics, and you will see <laughs> a bunch of skinny old men with trees for hair. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what <laughs> the Dark Crystal is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Another late alert. So, um, 
that is uh, just about all the time we have for this show. Uh, we, we do want to remind everybody to come and see us at, uh, at Gen Con this year. We're going to be there all four days, as far as I know, hanging out in the, uh, in the exhibitor halls and thusly and thatly and hither and yon. So uh, look for the Dwarven Tavern. T-shirts and hats. If we might, we might have hats. I don't know. <laughs> and I, even, I can't find a hat that'll fit my big head. Even if you, the even if you can't find us at Gen Con, you'll be able to find us online. And it's just it. This just fell over, guys. It's oh, it sounded like freaking catastrophic death was through the ceiling. God, table five. Table five. <laughs> But you, even if you can't find us at Gen Con, you can always find us on Facebook, and you can yes. find us on at Gen at Gen Con. At, uh, you can find us at Gen Con, or you can find us at Gen. Con. <laughs> well, it's the only place you can find we us. Might also be in a Gen Con in the uh, parking garage for bicycles. <laughs> but you, can, if you bucket of balls, full of bicycles, <laughs> full of bicycles. <laughs> but you'll be able to find us online at Facebook. And at dwarventavern.net. Dwarventavern.net, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, we're all over. We're just everywhere. So on behalf of the entire cast and crew of Dwarven Tavern Radio Show, I am your host Jeff Goins. I'm Lyric Goins. I'm the Shadow. <laughs> the Shadow. <laughs> I'm Ian Goins. <laughs> and we want for you to wish for nothing but adventure. And at first I feared it, then I charged. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>